With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good Long evening. This is Master Griot Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. Beyond Talk with with Faith McKinney is the official radio broadcast of the Black Economic and Entrepreneurship Development Conference and Expo, or otherwise BEEDC, Experience America's number one personal brand and media strategist here live every second and fourth Tuesday on demand anytime you want. This show is produced by Jacqueline Taylor Adams on Master Griot and EBBTA Radio, and Jason Moore is the BEEDC founder. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. We have another wonderful episode with our fantastic guest, Mr. Sinclair Skinner. Sinclair Skinner was an early political supporter of Bitcoin in the United States. After he formed the first African-American super PAC, the 1911 United Political Action Committee, it became the coins for contributions. During a media interview, Mr. Mr. Skinner told Roll Call, the doors are opening instead of closing for the use of Bitcoin in order to support candidates and added that the FEC's move is a positive step forward in using cryptocurrency in America. As social entrepreneur and engineer, Mr. Skinner's global investments are supporting development efforts in the Caribbean, Latin America, and Africa. Additionally, he has amassed over 20 years' experience in leading movements that improve the lives of those who are disenfranchised politically. So, without any further ado, Mr. Skinner, are you on? All right. Well, he's not on right now, so let me keep going. Mr. Skinner, uh, we spoke with him two weeks ago, and wow, what a conversation. Um, Bitcoin, if you're not familiar with Bitcoin, it is a digital currency. And I know that there's been some uh, talk about Bitcoin um, not being traceable, uh, you know, because it is digital. We have to uh, um, evaluate it and and add value to it. 
that Bitcoin, it, it leverages out, it, it allows African Americans to leverage their economic power. And this is what Mr. Skinner's uh, doing with his Bitcoin and his Mari, um, <clears throat> Bitmari, his, his own uh, form of Bitcoin, which is uh, really a revolutionary idea in the African-American community. Um, it does, it allows anyone to leverage and purchase uh, without having to have a bank involved. You don't have to have uh, intermediaries involved. If you want to purchase something, you can simply exchange your Bitcoins that you've amassed. So this is such a uh, an amazing, um, uh, thoughtful, and really a, a very uh, exciting time here in in the world because you know while it is uh, Bitcoin is new, and you know there have been some. Uh, instances of abuse, of course, with uh, people using it to uh, hold uh, accounts or, or uh, internet accounts hostage or, or uh, for ransom. You know, they want to be paid with Bitcoin because it is not traceable. But yes, I mean, not everyone is is suffering with that. But yeah, these Bitcoin is. Uh, totally amazing and I want to uh, invite you to please call in and let's show us let us know what you think about Bitcoin our call-in number is 646-716-7994 and push pound one if you'd like to talk also uh, Mr. Sinclair has a uh, has a movement going on. It's called I Love Black People HBCU Tour 2017. And what he's doing is he is taking uh, taking the Bitcoin to the to the people, if you will. He is uh, going on an HBCU tour all over the country, and he's he's wanting to educate people about what the Bitcoin can do. Um, what we should be doing. Um, they're launching the company via the I Love Black People HBCU Tour. So this is the first ever transatlantic HBCU tour. They're going coast. The I Love Black People transatlantic HBCU bus tour is the first of its kind to tour uh, to promote Bitcoin and black liberation. Now, as I just stated, that Bitcoin does offer uh, freedom from the banks, freedom from the, the intermediaries that often hold black people back financially, economically, um, through redlining. All of these things will be uh, eliminated. These barriers will be uh, all but eliminated because of the use of Bitcoin. The tour will start in the U.S. visiting HBCUs, churches and student associations across America and ending in Zimbabwe. So it really it literally is a transatlantic tour. They're taking it from across the United States to the motherland, to Africa. A lot of activities lined up for this tour, including FinTech, which is a financial tech, uh, hackathons, 
and visit black banks and businesses, focus groups, discussions, and even black history quizzes. Now, this is truly, truly um, revolutionary. Uh, I know that, you know, there's so much going on in the world now where, you know, quite frankly, I feel a little bit, um, we feel a lot anxious about things that's going on here in the world and, and that there's little that I do, I, that I can control. And to know that, yes, you know, black people are able to participate in the financial world in this way is, is simply, simply amazing. And to know that we have these, this I Love Black People HBCU bus tour 2017, um, you know, it allows us to, it allows us not only to educate ourselves, but to educate others and to liberate ourselves from the bondage that we are suffering now with, um, in economically and, you know, psychologically as well. Um, so do I have a call on the line? Yes. Roger Roman? Yes. So, um, How are thank you. you? Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank I'm you sorry. for joining us. I'm Roger Roman. Yeah, I'm the, um, I'm the coordinator of the I Love Black People HBCU Tour. Um, Wonderful. So Sinclair thank you. Would have, yeah, we would have had Sinclair on, but he's actually in Nairobi. He had to step away from the tour for a moment to participate in the TechCrunch Disrupt, um, which is a huge so opportunity welcome. for Ben Mari. Yes. Thank you for having yes. me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> We're one explain. in. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a background. I think you did an awesome job sure. of uh, touching on most of the points. I'm sorry about the noise. Um, we're in the middle of a meet and greet right now, so I had to step outside. But we're one weekend um, of the tour. We visited Howard. Um, we started last Tuesday, October third, at Howard, and we had a live pitch competition. Um, we talked to the students. Uh, we did a little bit of recruiting, and it was great. Um, from there, we went to Morgan State. We spent two days on campus talking to students, engineering students, business majors, really exposing them to the uses of Bitcoin, and not just exposing them to, to the uses, but um, really charging them with using this technology to create new new solutions for us. Uh, we feel like you know HBCUs house some of the brightest minds in the world. Um, and they haven't necessarily been given the opportunity to, to attack some of these problems um, that other people have been. So that was the impetus behind the tour. Um, from Baltimore, we went on to North Carolina A&T, and we spent a few days there with their students as well. Um, that was this past weekend. Then we headed here to Nashville. We're currently in Nashville. Um, we've been on Tennessee State's campus for the last two days talking with students. We had a very spirited conversation with uh some engineering students yesterday who were really excited and gave us some great ideas. Um, and today we spent time just talking to students on campus um, about what we're doing. So it's been great. In addition to meeting with the students at the HBCUs, we've also stopped and spoke with black business owners um, at each stop. Because not only is this is this a technology that can be used and uh, used to solve some of our problems in a more practical setting, we think this technology can be used for business owners um, today, you know, it's, it's not something when I tell people that, you know, this is the, the money of the future, I'm not necessarily talking about 20 years from now. I'm, I'm literally talking about five years from now. Um, we believe cryptocurrency and blockchain technology will be a part of uh, most things we do 
um, just because of the efficiency, the accountability, and the transparency. Um, I know you spoke <clears throat> about some bad actors using Bitcoin in the early days for, for some nefarious activities, and that's definitely true. But that same reason that, that people were able to use it for, for bad things, we think it can be used for good things as well. Um, and a lot of that has been cleaned up over the years. So, I mean, it has a bad rap, and that's one of the challenges that we've, we've dealt with, and that's why we wanted to get out and get the right information to the people. Um, every transaction that's done with Bitcoin is recorded on a global blockchain, um, which is a, is a digital ledger. Um, it's completely transparent. Every transaction is recorded. We can go back and check the first Bitcoin transaction all the way to the most recent Bitcoin transaction that probably happened as I'm speaking now. Um, and we think that the technology can be leveraged across the board. So we're very excited. We've been getting great feedback. Um, the students have been amazing. We've heard some amazing pitches from students. Um, and we, we spoke with a lot of business owners who have, have really embraced the technology and are looking to implement it into their businesses. Um, but we couldn't do it without the people on the ground and our host committees and people like you, you know, giving us love and, and making sure uh, we get the word out. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know that you, you just mentioned that your students uh, are truly embracing the Bitcoin and um, the, the whole technology, and you said you, they had some pitches. Can you speak to some of the pitches that some of your students were, were participating in? Okay, so I, I, in the interest of being fair, um, I'll just talk about the live pitch competition because the, the pitch competition is actually still going on. We're inviting students to give us a 60-second video pitch to talk about how they'll leverage the, the current technologies to solve a crisis um, that black people are dealing with across the globe. Now, that crisis can come in many forms. We have the Flint water crisis in Michigan. Um, we have the Zimbabwean cash crisis that uh, Bitmari is currently addressing right now uh, with their Bitcoin remittance platform. Um, you know, the, the, the recent natural disasters in Texas and in the Caribbean and all those places. Um, how can we use the technology that exists today and the technology that's emerging today to solve some of these problems for ourselves? Um, that's the question we've posed, um, and we've gotten some really unique answers. Without spoiling anything or saying, you know, which one was my best, I'll talk specifically about our live pitch competition uh, in D.C. One of, the, um, one of the young men who pitched, he actually pitched the idea for a black stock exchange um, using cryptocurrency as a, as a currency that allows people to invest into small black businesses. Um, one of the problems he cited with black businesses is that they rarely have enough capital to hire a full staff, um, which, you know, doesn't allow them to scale at a normal rate like they should. And a lot of times um, it's not because they can, they're they not doing good business. They just don't have the capital. So his platform would allow people to invest in these businesses, um, of course, in the gain of return, um, using cryptocurrency and, as a blockchain, and the blockchain technology as a, as a ledger, um, keeping those investments transparent. Um, he actually won our, our live pitch competition in Washington, D.C., with that pitch. Uh, we had another pitch that was leveraging AR technology to uh, reduce biasness in hiring. Um, you know, a lot of times people go to these conferences and these events, um, and there's a, there's a bias that exists, even though it's not spoken because they're a person of color. Um, his technology would allow people to bypass those, those biases and uh, really be judged on the content of, of the work they produce and, you know, their, their credentials and their background. 
So can you please explain um, the augmented reality, I believe that's what you meant, the AR technology that, that was used. Can you explain um, a little bit more in depth about that particular um, uh, instance that you just cited? Okay, so to, not to um, – I don't want to I don't want to discredit the young man or um, I don't want to explain it badly because okay. um, it's not – it's not my platform, but um, just the, the overarching, the, the, the general message was that, you know, when you go into a conference, um, a hiring conference, a career fair, um, there's a lot of data that's left out there, um, and people are usually judging you off your appearance and, you know, how you look and if, you feel, if they feel like you'd be a good fit at that company. With his software, it allows employers, it allows uh, event planners to track people using AR technology. So if I was to walk up to a certain company's booth, when I came, they wouldn't just see me, black guy, in his early 30s. They would actually see, oh, this guy graduated from Howard University. He has experience in tech. He's worked, you know, with this company. He's worked with that company. And that information would be presented as soon as I walk up to their booth using AR technology. Um, and it was a really wow. good demo, of course. And, I mean, that's that's some of that's just the tip of the iceberg of some of the ideas we've heard. Of course, he would, he would leverage cryptocurrency with that with that platform as well. Um, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I said, that was the first pitch competition at Howard University. So we've heard uh, some amazing things from our students, and we're looking forward to hearing more. Absolutely. So where do you – you're in Tennessee now. Where do you go yes. after this? So we're in Tennessee. Um, we've been at Tennessee State the past two days working closely with their uh, NSBE chapter, uh, the National Society of Black Engineers. Um, from here, we head to Tallahassee. Uh, NSBE is one of our huge sponsors, so each chap- each campus, we, we look to connect with those guys um, in the engineering department. We're also working closely with, with business students as well. Um, we head to Tallahassee. We're in Tallahassee for three days, and then we go to Tuskegee, um, Tuskegee, Alabama. Then we head to the AUC. We'll be in Atlanta for a few days, visiting Morehouse, Spelman, and Clark, Atlanta. Um, from there, we head to Texas. We'll visit uh, Prairie View in Dallas, uh, Houston Tillerson in uh, Austin, and uh, we'll wrap up at Paul Quinn in St. Louis. I mean, I'm sorry, Harris wow. in St. Louis. Okay. So how long? Go ahead. I'm sorry. From there, we go to Haiti for two weeks, the first two weeks in November, and talk to students in Haiti. Um, and oh, then after wow. that, we go to Zimbabwe. Yeah, we go back to Zimbabwe and talk to students in Zimbabwe. We got eight schools we're visiting in Zimbabwe. The, the the entire idea really is to kind of remove some of those barriers throughout the diaspora. Um, we think technology would allow us to to work with each other, um, black people. That's that's kind of the idea behind I love black people. We're all black, whether you live in Chicago, Georgia, Haiti, Zimbabwe, Ghana. You know, we're all black, and we're dealing with some of the same challenges. So. It's time, you know, technology is here. Um, we're self-determined. We've advanced enough where we can finally, you know, put some of this stuff to use and, and make our lives better. Yes. So you, you mentioned the students have these have the pictures. How long do the students um, have this prior? What? How much notice do they have prior to their actual pitch? Were they working on it for weeks or months, or is this just so something that they come up with? Yeah, so we had a we we initially started. This is our first tour, so we're really taking the, the time to kind of learn and you know 
figure things out as we go. Um, initially, we planned to have live pitches at each stop, but um, we got feedback from the students, and we realized that um, they wanted more time to prepare their ideas, and, that, and that's we, we totally get that. Um, so instead of doing live pitches, students are welcome to pitch us live, um, but it's not required. We've opened it up to uh, video pitches. What we found were that uh, millennial students, they're comfortable recording videos on their phone. Um, they do it daily with Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and all those things. Um, so it was an easier way for them to convey their ideas without getting cold feet or without having to pre- prepare a lavish uh, presentation. They could actually really get to the core of their idea and they can do it in a comfortable setting. And then from there, you know, they'd be judged on the feasibility of it, the creativity, the technology leverage, and uh, their, their uh, knowledge of the technology. Wow. All right. So I know you mentioned, you know, we're all black people and we're, you know, we all face the same challenges. In your opinion, what, what type of, um, how do you feel that Bitcoin or Bitmari will unite us black people, us as black people, um, if not just economically, but, you know, kind of this, this gap that's been, you know, festering for a few hundred years. How, so, what, I what mean, role do you think it will play? play? Um, well, well, right now, just starting with the tour, we have a, uh, we have a Pan-African uh, group on this tour. Right now we have uh, two people who, who, you know, have roots in the Caribbean from the Dominican Republic to Barbados. We have uh, Zimbabwean expats. We have a Bitcoin expert, uh, John Karanja from Kenya. Um, and then we have myself from the west side of Chicago. So we have the, the whole global in this one tour um, and a representative from each one. On a more technical level, we feel like with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in particular, it allows us to transact with each other and support each other's businesses without a middleman. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but right now, for instance, it's more expensive to send money to Africa than any other place in the world. Um, Just to put it in perspective, if I wanted to send $100 to Mexico, it would cost me about $3 on average. That same $100 sent to India would cost me about $6 on average. If I wanted to send that $100 to any country in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, I would be charged anywhere from $10 to $20. Um, and it's not because of infrastructure. It's not because of technology. It's simply because these companies have been allowed to get away with this stuff for so long. But Bimari comes in, and they're leveraging cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology to allow people to send money to Zimbabwe um, for a, as little as 5%. Uh, and, and in addition to being able to do that you know, at an affordable rate, it's also almost instant. Um, sometimes when you wire your money, it can take up to 10 days to get there. Um, with Bitcoin, it's pretty much there within 10 minutes. So that's one way we, we feel like we're reducing the friction of uh, trade between black people throughout the diaspora. Yeah, that sounds like uh, it, it really will just make make it a lot smoother and uh, uh, just a great transition. So let's talk. let's talk more about you. And, and your role, I know you, you mentioned that um, that you, you are really, I know you mentioned the, the mission of your what you're doing, but how did you personally get involved in this movement and, you know, where did it begin and, 
and where do you hope to uh, hope it will take you personally? Um, so yeah, just like the students that we're talking to, I graduated from Howard University. Um, Sinclair, the co-founder of Bitmari, actually gave me my first job when I graduated college uh, years ago. Um, but eventually, I went on to start a startup myself. Um, me and three friends, we started a startup, moved to California, thought we were going to be rich, thought we were going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, learned a lot, and uh, failed miserably. Um, in that process of learning and failing, you know, failing my way to the top, um, I decided to consult other startups and, you know, help them avoid the pitfalls and, you know, help them learn some of the lessons I learned on the way. Fast forward to 2015, um, Sinclair gave me a call and said, hey, you know, I'm going to start this, this startup working with Bitcoin. I know you've been in the Valley. You've been in Silicon Valley for a few years. You know, can you help me out? Of course, you know, I, I was more than happy to do it. I didn't know much about Bitcoin at the time. So I thought it would be a learning opportunity and a chance to get in, you know, on the ground floor of something that I really cared about. Um, so I've been working with Bitmari for the past few years in that capacity, uh, just doing business development, marketing, branding, and those sort of things. Um, if, if you guys are familiar with startups, everyone does everything. So there, there is no title, so to speak. Uh, some days I might be taking out the garbage, you know, and some days I might be working on a, a pitch a pitch deck or something like that or a presentation for investors. So uh, that's how I got involved. We, uh, we came up with this I Love Black People theme because we wanted to create something that would grab people's attention. Um, it was kind of hard to go around talking to people about Bitcoin if they had no clue what it was and to get people excited about it. Um, but we, when we started putting I Love Black People on some of our marketing materials, it was a lot easier to start those conversations because w- what we're doing is really from a place of love. We want to give black people um, a chance to, to have self-determination and to control their destiny and to take care of their families and, and, and be happy just like everyone else in the world. So I know that you have a lot of students that are involved. What, what, how do you think that people who are, you know, not in the college years, not in the college ages, not millennials, um, maybe a little set in their ways? I'm kind of speaking to myself right now, but how do you think that the Bitcoin and this whole cryptocurrency movement can be embraced by people who may not be used to that technology. Um, how can we make it a little easier for us to embrace? Um, I think I think the way to do that is to really uh, inform people of the practical uses of it. Um, you know, there are tons of practical uses of Bitcoin right now as a utility, not just as a storage of value. Um, you know, small business owners, you know, if you accept Bitcoin, you can avoid the chargeback problem. That's been a big thing that uh, small business owners have to deal with. doesn't necessarily hurt large, hurt large corporations, but for a small business owner, one one chargeback could, uh, could mean a difference. But difference. Hello, Mr. R- Mr. Roman? Um, Roman dropped. He'll probably pick back okay. up. He, he dropped. Um, okay. We can bring Jason on for right now. Wonderful. So, Mr. Jason Moore, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. So, how are you? What are you getting out of this conversation so far? I mean, it's really a fascinating technology. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was actually at the uh, Howard uh, kickoff for the, the tour. It was uh, very informational, very uh, spiritual, uh, and there was a lot of people there, and it was well attended, and uh, I just loved the energy. Yeah, it sounds like the energy is, is really amazing, and the pitch is, um, you know, just the the ideas and the the thought that was put into these pitches and and uh, wow, uh, I'm, I'm really excited and and I've I can't wait for Mr. Roman to get back on because I really am wanting to know some of the more practical uses for this technology because you know so many of us you know of course are baby boomers and millennials are about the the uh, largest in population. So the sandwich generation, we really need to learn how to embrace this technology. And so I'm, I'm wondering what more practical uses there are so that we can kind of, um, I guess, dip our toes in the water, so to speak, uh, rather than, than jumping in head first. How can we, um, you know, gradually embrace this technology and start using it so that it's not so foreign to us in the next five years when, you know, Bitcoin really is um, the currency of choice. Well, to speak to that, um, there's a website called Coinbase, which is somewhat of a uh, marketplace where you can actually acquire Bitcoins, um, and you know, from, from linking your bank account or credit card account. So you can uh, buy Bitcoins directly that way. And then there's also another way you can buy Bitcoins at least in the D.C. area that I'm aware of, and in other places uh, via Bitcoin ATMs. So those are ways that you can acquire them. And then more and more companies uh, are actually signing on to to, uh, allow Bitcoin as payment options for their websites. I think Overstock is one, um, and then there's several others. There's a website called... um, I want to say Bitcoin.co or something like that, but it's it's a Bitcoin website. You can sign up for alerts since almost like daily you see news of new people adopt, uh, adopting Bitcoin. So it's very exciting to see this type of growth uh, with Bitcoin. Yeah, it is. And as a matter of fact, I did see something about uh, Bitcoin going plastic. So, um, there may be a, an opportunity for people who are using Bitcoin to use more use it more like a credit card. Um, I, I don't know much about it, but I heard about it today, and I really wanted to know um, some more information. Do you have information on that, Jason? Uh, no, I do not. But I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to look into it right, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah. So. Um, I think the whole premise of it is would be to, you know, use the Bitcoin currency just like uh, uh, a credit card or a debit card, rather, and uh, make it a little more tangible rather than than a digital, um, strictly a digital uh, technology. Yeah, uh, I think that would make it easier to use for some because for some, you know, downloading a wallet and it can get very technical, but but putting uh, attributing the Bitcoin to a uh, credit card would make it easier to consume the Bitcoins. I'm sure the underlying technology will remain the same, but uh, just 
the way that they're spent on the on the outside is going to change a little bit or be more traditionally towards a uh, credit card credit card uh, functionality. So you know, Jason, swiping. I, I want to ask oh, go ahead, you about. No, no, I want to ask you about some of the um, the uses. I, I know that um, Romans mentioned that there are there's a cash crisis in Zimbabwe. Um, you know, of course, we have our own set of uh, you know crises here in the United States. Um, how how well do you feel that Bitcoin uh, could help us to recuperate from? all of these crises, you know, we have fires and we have the hurricanes and, um, you know, many people don't have access to the cash. So with, with Bitcoin, do you think it would be a much quicker recovery from these, uh, from these uh, crises that we're experiencing now? Well, I, I, I think the fact that a bit, you know, this one Bitcoin, the fact that it's worth, you know, three to four thousand dollars. I mean, it has a lot of a lot of value to it. So, you know, especially the, those people who were early adopters in the technology. You know, if they saw a humanitarian need to to um, donate to these causes, it could actually help alleviate a lot of the pains that that these that are experienced by these uh, situations. Okay, I think we have Mr. Roman back on the line. Roger, are you back on? Yeah, I'm back on. I'm sorry about that, guys. Oh, no problem, not a problem. So um, I was just asking um, Jason Moore about the, uh, I just read today about a technology or making a Bitcoin uh, into like a plastic, you know, so that you could use it such as like a debit card or a, um, credit card. Are you familiar with this? Uh, yeah, with this I've, at I've all? actually, um, yeah, I've actually seen that before, and um, I mean, I think it's a novel idea, um, and, and you know, I, I, I have the utmost respect for entrepreneurs who you know really put their weight behind their ideas. I've actually met a few guys uh, from Asia who have that technology, but in the long run, I think it's. Uh, I think the future of Bitcoin and the future of, of cryptocurrencies in general is digital. Um, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a physical product that we're actually holding in our hands. Um, I think that's the old way of doing things, and of course we try to adapt these new technologies to what we're comfortable with. But in the long run, I, I, I see cryptocurrency as a strictly digital thing, um, not necessarily a, a physical thing that we can hold in our hands. Right. Well, I know you mentioned earlier um, you were talking about the transparency of, of Bitcoin transactions. Now, yes. is that um, is that a good thing? I mean, there, um, there I, are so I think many... so. Um, there, okay. And, and there are ways to apply it. For instance, um, you know, with the recent hurricanes that we've we've seen here in the states, in Puerto Rico and in Texas. You have a lot of people who want to help out and they want to send money. Uh, but but the problem is when you send it to these large organizations, these nonprofits, you're not sure your money is really going to help people. Um, and you can't really track it. You don't know if it's going to pay the secretary or if it's actually going to buy supplies for people who need supplies. Um, blockchain 
technology can can leverage that. I mean, can actually remedy that because you'll be able to see the transactions on the blockchain as they happen. Um, for oh, wow. instance, if 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 I sent you know two hundred dollars to buy water, I can track that transaction. You know, I can track the two hundred dollars going from me to the person who's on the ground there buying water from people. And I can even take it to the next level and, and see the transaction when they purchase water from a water supplier um, with those same Bitcoins because it would be recorded on the blockchain. That's the transparency we, uh, we, we talk about. Um, there's a level of accountability there that, that the technology allows us and affords us. So now I'm, I'm understanding a little bit more about the way Bitcoin is, is used, but the blockchain, I, how do I look at the blockchain? How, where do I find it? Um, is there a legend to explain it to me? What, tell me, explain so, a little bit more about that. So, so the blockchain, it sounds like this spooky, scary, uh, techno- technologically advanced thing, but in, in our reality, it's just an online ledger. It's just a recording, and it's stored on everyone's computer who's on the Bitcoin network. So all the Bitcoin miners across the world, they have a copy of that ledger. They have a copy of every transaction that uh, has ever happened on Bitcoin, and it's open source. So we can go right now. If you if you have the BitMari wallet and you make a transaction, you receive money or you send money, there's actually a button you know that we have in the app that says see it on the blockchain. And it will take you to the website, and you can actually see the time, the date, and you can see the address, your anonymous address, semi-anonymous, but it's it's an address that's unique to you. It's a long string of letters and numbers. Um, and you'll see this address sent this amount to this address at this time on this date, and they received it at this time and, you know, on this date. And it's, it's open for any, anyone to see. Um, there's nothing uh, clandestine about it. It's, it's right there. Of course, you'd have to understand, you know, what, what you're looking at, but it doesn't take long to, to, to figure it out once you – you know, once you go around a few times. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, the word blockchain, I'm thinking, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> but, right. yeah, actually it, it's just, a, um, it's, it's just a, a program on the uh, Bitcoin uh, site, right? Ne- so that you yeah, can, Bitcoin network. Can track. The yeah, network, so there's okay. A, yeah, there's a network of computers around the world. These are called miners. Um, they basically donate their electricity and their computer power um, to, to, to keep the blockchain moving, so to speak. And they're rewarded with a small piece of uh, Bitcoin for, for every, you know, for a certain amount of electricity they give up to the network. Yeah, and that's what uh, Sinclair was explaining on uh, last our last conversation, so it's all starting to make um, make sense now. So if anyone is on the uh, call and they're listening and they're like, well, I don't understand what this is, um, you can check out our, our last interview with Sinclair Skinner uh, from our, I think it's our episode 21 uh, from two weeks ago, and he really broke it down. And even though I'd never really been uh, – familiar, I haven't been familiar with Bitcoin at all, I am now a, a lot more, I've gotten a lot more education. So Yeah, and it, it really, Roger, it really yeah, takes, it really, I'm sorry, it really takes using it um, and putting it to use to really understand it. Um, 
when I started with Bitmari a few years ago, I wasn't familiar with, with it at all. And um, it took, you know, having a few transactions and making a few purchases with Bitcoin uh, for me to really start to understand the technology and how it works. Are they teaching this to um, only college-age students? Are they going into high high schools at all? When you say they, are you mean the school? Well, I, what I mean, uh, yeah, is is this Bitcoin being taught? I'm, I'm, I, I probably know the answer already, but um, you know, I, I see the college-age kids are just so advanced. Um, are, where are they learning this? Well, one of the problems, and I think this is not. This is not a, just an HBCU problem, but I think this is just an American education problem across the board. Um, you know, we train students to, to go to school, get a degree, and get a job, and we don't really promote entrepreneurship, um, specifically in our communities, um, but in America in general. Uh, we don't necessarily promote entrepreneurship. So students are being prepared with the technology and the know-how and, you know, the understanding of how these things work. Um, but they're not necessarily being inspired to put them to use to create new things. Uh, we we found a lot of them are just, you know, being prepared to go get a job at, you know, one of the big companies that exist already, the Googles and the Facebooks and the Boeing and, the, you know, Lockheed Martin. And this is where we're sending our best minds. So that's another, that was another impetus for the tool. We wanted to kind of get out on the ground and say, hey, no, you're brilliant. You're a brilliant person. You're a brilliant mind. And you can create something that we've never seen before. You can take the technology that exists today and build on that and make it even better. So with, with your, you know, your experience as, as far as being an entrepreneur, you know, for better or for worse, your experience can help these young minds, um, you know, build a company or build a business that will be sustainable and scalable. Um, oh, are you, I mean, how do, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. How, how, I want to know how do people, how do how do these uh, young people um, engage with you while you're on the road? Is there um, is there a, a system for a process for them to engage with you? Well, we've uh, we've advertised uh, each stop on uh, social media. We've talked about you know where we're going to be, um, and and we really leveraged our relationships with the organizations that are already on campus. Um, um, so we go through the students. We actually, you know, work with the student leaders on campus, and we get get them to get the word out. And you know, the students who are interested interested they come out. Um, we also have our website, I Love Black People dot com, that has a bunch of information on it uh, in terms of the mission, why we're doing it, you know, the pitch competition. Um, we we even have a place for our students to upload their resumes um, for businesses or startups that are recruiting. Um, Bitmari in particular, it's uh, actually scaling really fast. So they're in the market and they want to, I don't want to say exclusively recruit from HBCUs, but they want to make a point that they uh, reach out to HBCU students for for some of the roles that they're hiring for. If if some of our listeners um, want to be an investor, if they want to invest in some of these new uh, startups, uh, is there a process for that? Where do where do people go who want to be um, maybe a, a, a what a round A investor or um, you know an angel yeah, investor? Most definitely. Um, I'm so I'm not at authority to to necessarily speak about investment for Bitmari. I, I'll leave that to Sinclair when he's back stateside. I'll make sure he gives you guys a call. 
Um, but yeah, all of our information is pretty much there. We're all on social media. Um, if you want to get in touch with Sinclair, he's, he's a very active Twitter user. Um, he's on Facebook as well. So, and you know, his email is there. My email is out there. Um, you can always go to iloveblackpeople.com. Um, there's a there's a ton of uh, contact information on bitmari.com. I mean, it's if, if someone's really serious about investing, uh, we're not hard to find. You know, we publicize everything. Uh, you know, and it's there, and it just takes reaching out. We're we're pretty good about following up and keeping in contact with people. We've met so many people just over the last week. Um, you know who we've met and we've been able to follow up with and and uh, keep in contact with. So yeah, it's it's it depends on what how you're trying to get involved. If you're trying to get involved with the tour, I would suggest go to iloveblackpeople.com. Um, if you're looking to get more involved with Bitmari and what they're doing with the blockchain technology. I would say go to www.bitmarley.com and start there. So um, I just have one more question. Well, just a couple more questions. You know, Mm -hmm. you've you've been doing this for so long, so much planning, so much energy and effort has gone into this, and I want to make sure that, you know, you get your message out. Is there anything that... You know that I haven't asked you, that I haven't talked about, or or we haven't mentioned that you feel would be really important and poignant to this conversation. Well, I would say that um, in addition to hearing pitches from students, we're also open to hearing pitches from professionals, whether you have a startup or you're working or you know anything like that. We really just want to take the best ideas and build on those. So. You know, if you want to pitch, if you have a certain idea, please, please follow up on uh, iloveblackpeople.com. Um, at some of our, our remaining stops here in the States, we're going to Tallahassee, we're going to Atlanta. If you got a small business you want to speak, you know, speak at, or if you want to help us out when we're in your hometown, or you, if there's, you know, a stakeholder or a thought leader in town that you want to connect us with, please follow up. Um, we have a sign-up for our host committee on the website. Just go there, enter your information. You get a call from me or someone else on the tour, and we'll follow up. We're looking for all the help we can possibly get because this is not possible without, you know, the people on the ground and, and the, the people who are living this every day. I know that, there, you know, in Silicon Valley that uh, people, celebrities like MC Hammer, have really been, um, you know, present, especially at, at schools like Stanford, have you been able to um, attract the attention of celebrities like uh, MC Hammer or even uh, Magic Johnson, for for that matter, uh, entrepreneurs who who can and uh, do make a, a difference in uh, uh, economically? Yeah. So so um, we we well I haven't personally, um, but Sinclair um, I know for sure that he's he's been able to make some of those connections and. Um, as you you guys are probably aware in business, it's not a it's not a thing where you know they say, hey, I'm working on this, and then tomorrow there's an investor. It's a it's a courting process um, a lot of times. So, you know, people are interested. Uh, I won't say any names. I'm not at liberty to say any names right now. Um, but there has there has been a ton of interest shown uh, from some high level people in tech, some high level people in entertainment as well. Um, I think <clears throat> for us and for Bitmari in particular. We want to make sure um, we prove some of our use cases. Like right now, we have the beta, the um, Bitmari Bitcoin wallet, which is in beta. 
and we're still working on that and improving that and getting a bunch of feedback from our users, um, as well as the, the uh, remittance platform, you know, which we just launched a few weeks ago. So in tech, you have these things where you launch it and you work out the bugs and then you scale and you go mainstream. And a lot of times you'll have investors come in at that point. So we're very, very early in the process. Um, we haven't even closed our seed round yet. So we've pretty much been bootstrapping up to this point. But eventually, wow. of course, yeah. I think we would bring on some some, some high-level uh, investors. And there's definitely been some interest shown. Uh, we just want to prove our use cases before we bring anyone else into the fold. Yeah, I think that's something that, you know, people who are uh, traditional entrepreneurs don't necessarily understand about um, these the startups, and especially in the tech field, uh, because there is so much uh, testing and there's, you know, so much, uh, you know, data that needs to be gathered uh, before you can even get an investor. So, yeah, right. kudos to you and, and to everyone who's, who's participating in this. Um, I, I, I'm sure that um, there will be more people on board. And, you know, if you're an early adopter, if you're in the audience, you're an early adopter, please go on and check out. I Love Black People, the bus tour, the HBCU, get on the website, join them, find out more about what they're doing, you know, participate. And, and you know, don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid of, of Bitcoin because it's coming and it's here. And, and, and you know, if you I, don't – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, ahead, not to cut you off. I just wanted to make sure I let everyone know. Um, Sinclair says this a lot. I wanted to make sure – the best time to get involved with Bitcoin is right now. Um, you know, we have a wallet. It's in the App Store. You can get it in the iOS Store. You can get it in the Google Play Store. Um, it's a black-owned wallet. It's, it's probably one of the most secure wallets on the market. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot to get in. Even though one Bitcoin is valued at about, I think, 4800 now, it, was, it went up $500 in the last two days. Um, you can buy as little as, as, as $6 worth of Bitcoin. It's divisible by the million. Um, I started, like I said, with $10, and, you know, I just put a little more in here, put a little more in there, um, and I built it up that way. But the best way to learn about it, the best way to get involved is to get a wallet, get a little bit of Bitcoin, buy something with it. You can purchase things on Amazon. You can purchase things on Overstock. You can buy gift cards with it. Um, you can pay, you know, if you, if, if you have a friend or you have someone who you bought something from, that's a peer, you can send them and pay them directly uh, without going to the bank. But that's the best way to get involved and to learn how it works is to actually use it. And it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take $4,000. It can start with a little, as little as $10. So you can use it on Amazon. Are you aware yes. if you can use it on eBay yet? I'm not sure. Um, that's something I have to check. It's changing every day, literally. Um, every day, literally, there are more and more merchants who are accepting Bitcoin. So um, it, it's a constantly growing ecosystem. But right now, I know Amazon is the big. I mean, Amazon may be the biggest retailer <laughs> in the states, but uh, they're the biggest re retailer to accept Bitcoin. And you know, they sell everything. So yeah, there's really nothing do. you can't get. Uh, I think Sinclair bought a truck with Bitcoin. <laughs> so right, he said he bought a truck and. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and he had it sent to Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. or somewhere. He, yeah. bought it, he bought a truck from Japan and had it shipped to Zimbabwe with Bitcoin. 
So, I mean, it's it's a real utility. It's a real currency. Um, and the best way to, to get involved is here. You still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you dropped off again. Yeah. Yeah, but thank you so much, Roger. And and to our audience, you know, if you if you have any questions, please check out um I love black people. Check out the website, check out um what they're doing, follow them on, on social media. Uh and, and you know, this is something that is here, it's not going to go away. Um, we need to embrace it. We need to understand what it is because guess what? If we don't, we will be left behind. And right now, just like Sinclair says, now is the best time to get into Bitcoin, to join in and to understand what we're working with, um, the freedom, the liberation, the, uh, the, the leveling of this playing field we call you know, currency, money, green. Uh, it's it's now and and we have it right here in our in our in our hands. So, you know, whether you're young or a little older, um, just play with it. The best way to do it, just play with it. Just get online, um, you know, the wallet, and and just start start uh, making transactions. It's as simple as that. Do you have any last words? Roger, thank you so much for being with us. Do you have any parting words for our audience? Um, just just check us out. Follow us. We'll be documenting our story as we go um, to each stop. So, you know, just follow us on social media. We, we're posting a ton of pictures and videos. If you want to learn more, you can also learn that way. Um, yeah, and download the Bimari Wallet. I think that's my last request. Uh, it's in the app. It's in the App Store, um, whether you're Android or iOS. Just download the wallet and play with it, and and you know, fool around and and figure out um, how you can apply it to your life. All right, download the Bitmari wallet on iOS and the App Stores, iOS or uh, Android. Android. Uh, so, Jason Moore, are you still on the line? I want to see if Jason's on the line. See if he has any. Uh, Parting words. He was at the uh, Howard launch, um, so you know we have we have lots and lots of interest, lots of energy behind this. Uh, I don't want anybody to be left out. I, I'm so grateful to you, Roger, for uh, taking this time to share with us. Uh, give our regards to Sinclair, and uh, do. if if it's okay with you, Miss Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Uh, we're yes. going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you have any final no. words? Um, no, you said it all. Everyone get involved, get engaged. Um, we're going to even um, ask um, Sinclair and Roger if when we do our 96 hours from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, we're going to ask them to um, to do actually some sessions and you'll even to see um Think about giving those um, some big coins as gifts <laughs> for the holiday season. Wow, that's a, that's a great gift, yeah. a Bitcoin, huh? <laughs> so yeah. Just, just, <laughs> that's a great gift. Um, but, yeah, so thank you so much. And, you know, participate. That 96-hour idea is amazing. Um, and, and so real quick, Roger, how can we use – uh, Bitcoin to show our, our economic power in the black community? Um, if we can get more merchants, more small business owners, more 
you know, business owners to accept Bitcoin and to encourage their patrons to uh, use Bitcoin when they shop. I think that's the best way to increase the the, the adoption of it. Um, again, and, and you know, in addition to the utility, I, I, I'd be I'd be wrong if I didn't talk about the, the store value part of it. Um, it is growing. Um, people have predicted that it will hit five thousand dollars by the end of the year. Some have predicted it will be at ten thousand dollars per Bitcoin in the near future. So there's that part of it. Um, even though we don't necessarily advocate that part of it, that it, it's there. You know, we can't turn a blind eye to it, but we think the best way is to actually use it as a utility, um, to use it to make purchases, to use it to keep the dollar going inside of our community. Absolutely. Um, Roger, they save. Excuse yeah, me. Um, yes. Excuse me, Roger. I just wanted to ask, do you guys provide training um, to teach uh, merchants what, how they, you know, what they need to do in order to so um, a, accept it? Yes. Yeah, there's a series of videos on YouTube. Um, just search BitMari on YouTube. We have videos about how uh, how Bitcoin works, how the BitMari wallet works, how the ecosystem works, um, and some highlights of a few of our use cases as well. In addition to that, I would just say, you know, everyone do your research. There's a lot of information out there, um, and it's up to you to kind of weed through the good information and the bad information. I can promise you that BitMari, we won't put out any bad information. Um but there is some out there, so you have to be wary. You just got to use your brain and, you know, kind of be smart about uh, accepting it from different places. Okay. In the YouTube channel, Roger? Uh, yeah, just search BitMari on YouTube or search Decolonize Your Life. Decolonize. Colonize with an S instead of a Z. Um, that's our hashtag. That's our, our, our company motto. If you search any of those two terms, you'll find our page. Um but we're on every social network. Just you know, Bitmari is our is our handle um, on Twitter and Facebook and so forth. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Roger Roman. Thank you. And if you have any questions in the audience, please Facebook. Check them out on social media. Check out their website. Investigate Bitmari. Understand what it is and let's use it for our good. This is Thank another you episode. Thank you. We're wrapping up another episode of Beyond Talk with Faith McKinney. Thank you, Jason Moore, as well, and Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams. I'm Faith McKinney. Have a wonderful week, and check out Bitmari. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.